Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. We cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Midtank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 1948, 7-Up Brings You Down, the worst baseball movie of all time is released, the Olympics put an end to art, and the mystery of the 15-foot penguin is solved. I'm Jason Horton, and this is Strange Year. I don't know how many of you can say you remember 1948, but if you do, that is amazing. But for the rest of us, here's a refresher. The Olympics are held in London, Israel becomes an independent state, North Korea is established, Gandhi is assassinated, the Polaroid camera debuts, and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is in the theaters. However, I'd like to get into some of the events and occurrences that you may or may not remember that make 1948 a strange year. The Babe Ruth Story, July 1948. It's the fabulous story of a fabulous guy. His boyhood adventures as a kid from the wrong side of the tracks. The drama of a great-hearted guy who lived life to the full and loved kids most of all. Hiya, fella. Hiya, babe. You got a breakfast for me and my dog? Why, sure. Babe Ruth is a legend. You don't need an encyclopedic knowledge of baseball to know his name. He broke record after record with his time with the New York Yankees. He was a pioneer of celebrity athletes. He lived fast and at the same time had a generous and charitable spirit. Despite all of this, the movies depicting the Bambino do not do him justice. The most glaring example of this is the Babe Ruth story. A simple title and a wildly strange story. From the complete miscast of the lead played by William Bendix, all the way to Babe Ruth healing people with his extraordinary baseball skills. According to Fangraphs.com, when Babe smacks his legendary and supposedly 579 feet long ball during a spring training game against the Giants on April 4th, 1919 in Tampa, the script adds an invalid boy watching the proceedings while lying down in the back seat of a flyver, which is, I guess, an old car. He was so weak, he can't stand up. But after the babe walks by and greets him with his standard, Hi, Akid, the boy gets up and stands tall. Almost overcome with joy, his father exults, God bless that man, God bless him. Ruth visits a dying child in the hospital, promises that he'll hit a pair, not just one, but two home runs, and the babe delivers, the little boy is cured. Art as an Olympic Sport, August 1948. From 1912 to 1948, the Olympics awarded official medals for painting, sculpture, architecture, literature, and music. A total of 151 medals were given out during that time. The art were required by Olympic rules to bear a definite relationship to the Olympic concept. Musical compositions, for example, which glorified a sporting ideal, an athletic competition or athlete, or which were intended for presentations in connection with sporting festivals, could be entered for review and evaluation by an international jury. Written works include a 20,000-word limit on literature entries, which were divided between dramatic, lyrical, and epic poetry. A one-hour time limit for the presentation of each musical work. It ended in 1948, both because professional artists could not participate and there was an excessive amount of amateur people participating, and that led to the lack of interest, along with the fact that people were more interested in the athletic portion of the Olympics. 
The 7-Up Lithium Band, 1948. Ah, looks like Dad's found it. Come on, gang, let's go. Why, it's sparkling 7-Up. Yes, where there's fun, 7-Up's right in step. It's so fresh and lively. And the best thirst quencher there is, too. Give 7-Up a try. You'll agree, nothing does it like 7-Up. Before the popular soft drink was known as 7-Up, it was called Bib Label Lithiated Lemon Lime Sodas in 1929 and contained the mood stabilizer Lithium Citrate. According to the New York Times, Cornell professor Anna Feiss wrote, Lithium drinks were in huge demand for their reputed health-giving properties, so much so that the element was added to commercial drinks. The government banned the use of lithium citrate in 1948 and was removed from 7-Up. The Giant Penguin, February 1948. In February 1948, the residents of Clearwater, Florida, would flock to the beaches, not for a winter swim, but for the mysterious three-toed footprints in the sand. They were 14 inches long and 11 inches wide, and were tracked along the shore nearly two miles and then disappeared back into the ocean. The footprints were photographed and plaster casts were made and examined. Experts said the creatures must have weighed nearly 2,000 pounds to make prints so deep. However, no one could explain what they were. In July 1948, students enrolled in the Dune Din Flying School said they saw what they assumed was a mysterious creature swimming near the Clearwater Bridge. It was described as a furry log with a head like a large boar. Zoologist Ivan Sanderson took an interest in what he called old three toes. He traveled from New York City to Clearwater, Florida to investigate. Sanderson had studied mysterious creatures before. He had coined the term cryptozoology, and after investigation declared it was definitely not a hoax. The most logical explanation was a previously unknown species of giant penguin, possibly up to 15 feet tall. The footprints continued to appear on occasion for the next 10 years, but no one ever spotted the giant penguin. It turned out to be an elaborate hoax by Tony Signorini stomping around the sand wearing 30-pound three-toed lead shoes. Signorini and well-known prankster Al Williams created the hoax after Williams saw a photo of dinosaur footprints in a National Geographic story. Using the tools in the auto repair shop, the men fabricated metal feet and attached tennis shoes to them. They rowed just offshore in the middle of the night so Signorini could disembark, wander along the beach, and climb back into the boat, leaving behind mysterious footprints that would often be reported by one of their friends the next morning. After Williams died in 1969, and Sanderson in 1973, Signorini waited another 15 years before finally revealing the ruse in 1988. I want to thank Smithsonian, Mental Floss, New York Times, Fangraphs.com, and Reddit. If you can't get enough of 1948, check out episode 69 of Ghost Town, titled Summerton Man Mystery. You can find Ghost Town wherever you get podcasts. If you'd like to connect on Instagram, it's at StrangeYearPod. And I'll be back next week for another episode of Strange Year. A great-hearted guy who lived life to the full and loved kids most of all. Hiya, fella. Hiya, babe. You got a breath this for me and my dog? Why, sure. The babe who always played the game on the left. String along with us, you can retire from baseball with a bundle of easy money. If you don't hit, babe, the Yanks can't win. You listen to that World Series game in Chicago over the radio this afternoon. Will you do that for me? And I'll sock a home run into the center field bleachers for you. Strike two. Strike two. Babe! 
pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. We cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Midtank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 